Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about how healing running injuries is like a race against time. Now, before we get started in this episode, if you're confused and you're not sure exactly what's wrong with you or what you can do, I actually did something recently. It was a presentation that we had called 12 Steps to rapid recovery from running injuries. And so this was a live presentation where I went through in order what I actually do with every single person who calls me for a consultation. So this is worth listening to. So it's only up for a limited time. We're gonna have some replays available. I think I did live, but if you got the invitation, you missed it, I'm sorry, but we do have some replays available because I got lots of emails afterwards asking for it. If you wanna get it, you can go to docontherun.com slash 12 steps and you should be able to access it there if it's still live whenever you're listening to this that's one thing that might be really useful for you if you are confused so let's cue up the theme song and then we'll get right into the episode so the big question is this how are runners like us who don't like hearing doctors say just stop running who know that we simply have to stay active how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong maintain our running fitness and keep preparing for the next race and still heal without making the injury worse well that is the question and this podcast will give you the answers my name is dr christopher segler and welcome to the doc on the run podcast I was just doing a second opinion consultation over webcam with a runner who had an injury. And she said that she was really worried that she was going to lose all of her fitness and uh, that she didn't want to just sit around forever. And that's a completely reasonable thing. And we were talking about this and I said to her, you're right to be thinking about that. You're right to be worried about that because healing running injuries really is a race against time. I was explaining this story to her where I said, you know, when my kid was little, uh, my son was in preschool. I used to do uh, letter flashcards with him and simple words and stuff like that. Basically, I was trying to teach him how to read before he started kindergarten. And I was doing Ironman Texas. I was visiting my sister who lives in Texas. She's an elementary school nurse. And when she saw me doing all these flashcards and stuff with Alex, she said, you know, they are going to teach him how to read when he gets to school. And she was kind of making fun of me. And I said, yeah, I know that, but I think it's going to be helpful. Now, the truth is, is that a child isn't going to get dumber if you're waiting for them to read when they start school. It's okay to do that. But it's not okay as a runner to just wait for weeks or months to actually heal something when you're losing all of your fitness because it takes a long time to build a big base of aerobic fitness. It takes a long time to develop the neuromuscular connections that make you coordinated when you do long runs and speed workouts. And that stuff you are losing at a very, very fast rate compared to how long it takes to build it up. So you can't afford to lose all your running fitness. You just can't. So it really is a race against time. You're basically trying to figure out how can you actually compress the healing as quickly as possible? How can you actually make sure that you're taking advantage of the robust healings that actually happens in that initial first couple of weeks and not just sort of half do it? What I see runners do wrong when they've called me for a second opinion, because it's been two or three months and they're not better and they're completely freaked out because their doctor said, well, we'll give it another month. They start panicking and then they call me and then we talk about what they've been doing. And many times I say, well, you know, if you'd been using crutches for just a few days, if you'd been using a fracture walking boot more consistently, if you've been doing these other things initially, you'd probably be a whole lot better off. So if you have an injury, you want to remember that you really do have healing that can take place initially that you can't do later at the same pace. So I think it's really important to try to focus hard on really giving it the opportunity to heal initially 
because that actually is, has an exponential payoff. You can actually do more later if you heal sooner. So you don't want to play around with that. For somebody who's not fit, who's not an athlete, it actually doesn't matter. And think about it. If somebody has a, a stress fracture and they walk on it some with a surgical shoe instead of a boot, if they don't use crutches initially, if they don't use a bone stimulator, if they don't do all these other things, so what? It's inconvenient. They have to wear a funny looking shoe or a boot or something. But in the end, their life is no different. They weren't doing anything athletically before. And when they're healed, even if it takes them three months of walking around and going to the grocery store and everything with this funny looking shoe, they can still go to the grocery store later and not have pain. If you take several months because you're walking on it sooner than you should, and you're not really protecting it, you're not really doing everything to optimize your healing, it is going to take longer. And that long period of time that you're off of running is what's really detrimental. So you've got to compress that period as much as possible so that you can maintain your fitness and get back to running as quickly as possible. Don't ever forget that. Now, right now, if you stop training, you're getting weaker. No matter how much I know and no matter how much you learn, nothing will change unless you take the steps to change course. So check out the 12 steps to recovering from a running injury. It's at docontherun.com slash 12 steps. Go get it and check it out. I'll see you there.